Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. Today's show is brought to you by Amazon.com. And why is it brought to you by Amazon.com? Because if you go to the Mazodcast website and click on the Amazon banner, we get a sweet, wet taste of them dollar bills. So if you're purchasing drugs or prostitutes or, well, anything else you can get on Amazon, I assume all those things are available, do it through the Mazodcast Amazon banner and let us wet our beak. M-I-Z. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Missouri. It don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazad Cat. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazzotcast. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is the Tigers' spring game attendance counter, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? Not joining us today is Caleb Bungart, who uh, apparently uh, he met Brian Goers for the first time, Mm -hmm. and immediately came down with a tremendous bad case of syphilis. Wow. So, uh, this is, how how do you contract syphilis, by the way, Brendan? I don't know. That's between Brian and Caleb (laughs) and their god. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a bad sign. He no, meets Brian yeah. one time, and all yep. of a sudden, I am hoping this does not become a trend. No doubt. So, uh, Colin, the uh, Tigers played a spring game today. They sure did. And uh, just as they have for the last 113 seasons before, they won. Very so the nice. Tigers were victorious. Yep. There were not many people in the stands, as nope, you could see if you not. were watching on Instagram. The weather was cold, Brendan. It was bad weather. It's weird weather we've been having this spring. Yeah. It was 86 degrees earlier this week, and uh, football time comes around, and it's 40 and fucking miserable. Sure was. Anyway, the uh, Tigers was our first look at a lot of these new players. Mm-hmm. It's our first look at Drew Locke since last season. Um, what are your thoughts on what you saw on the field today? Well, I just want to make it clear to Claire McCaskill that the Rock M is still there, first and foremost. Interestingly, yeah, I think the biggest news from today, from the Twitterverse, as far as what I'm taking away, is nothing to do on the field, but uh, our senator, United States Senator Claire McCaskill, tweeted uh, her dismay that the end zone is being torn down and the long tradition of the Rock M will be removed. And she wasn't wasn't sure that she liked that. Well, it turns out that's in the north end zone and the construction is going on in the south end zone. She just needed to turn her head right. Yeah. (laughs) But as we know, Claire McCaskill does nothing right. (laughs) That's right. She can only turn her head left and thus she saw the construction and assumed everything. She's very left, not not going right. (laughs) So, yeah, that was an embarrassment to her and a lot of fans pointed that out and that was the biggest news. But uh, on the field, Colin, were there any takeaways other than uh, the controversy in, from Washington? Not really. I mean, it was it was boring. Mm-hmm. It was very, very as, boring. As was predicted, as is what they want it to be. Yeah, and I don't understand that. 
You know, like uh, they drew, uh, interviewed Drew Locke uh, yeah. after he came out of the game. It was like, well, it was very vanilla and this and that. I understand not wanting to give stuff away. Yeah. But this Bill Belichickian mindset that has permeated all football because Bill Belichick has won multiple Super Bowls. Right. I hate it. Like, <laughs> don't say anything to the press. Don't run any plays. You know, it's like, I just, everything's a state secret. Yeah. Well, I think the things I was looking for was not uh, fancy new plays because I knew I wasn't going to see any of that. But it was some of the newer players might maybe who would be backing up Drew Locke because that's an open question. And nobody seems to know who is number two in our lineup should, God forbid, there be an incident or an accident to Drew Locke. And uh, also, how would this defense look? Mm-hmm. Two years of Barry Odom, two years of bad defense. Would we be any better in our secondary? And my takeaway thus far was the defense looked, I don't want to say better, but they looked like they'd <laughs> had more pre- Last year... And the year before, when you watch the spring game, they looked so bad. Yeah, they like confused. Like they hadn't played yet, yeah, ever. Yeah. And that carried on into the first game when we played uh, Missouri State and we gave up ridiculously bad plays. And at least, like, the guys weren't even communicating. Well, one thing that I, I saw that I liked. That wasn't the dated way today. They no. looked like they actually yeah. had pl- played football before. Yeah, one of the things I liked, when I was like, the offense didn't run 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And while, in principle, I have no real problem with it running a fast-paced offense, I have a Problem with running it nonstop all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, a fast-paced, you know, two-minute drill-style offense is, to me, situational. Right. You know, and we had way too many three-and-outs last year where our football, our defense had to just play football way too much, mm-hmm. and they would never throttle it back. And it just, it put us in bad situations a lot. Well, it put the defense on, it put a lot of pressure on that defense. Yeah. Hypo, you look at the numbers on offense that we put up, especially after the impassioned Barry Odom speech last year. And God, we were putting up 40, 50, 60 points a game. Obviously, it got enough attention on our offense that uh, Josh Hypo got another job out of the deal. Yeah. And then we hired Derek Dooley. Everybody did. That was another thing we wanted to look for. What does a Derek Dooley offense look like? Uh, Drew Locke stated that the speed which they were going to play was going to be contingent with the momentum of the game. Yeah, situational awareness. Exactly. What we've been calling for for two years. Well, that's what I don't get about a guy like Josh Heupel who runs this offense. It's like, you're a football coach. Do you not identify that what you're doing is harmful at times? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the fact that you don't identify it says to me you're a, either a terrible coach or just like stubborn to the point of flawed. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really what it was, what he was, I think. I mean, I can't believe he's so dumb that he doesn't realize that, you know, making our defense go, you know, get 40 seconds of rest, you know, on three consecutive possessions is ba- a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I also it would aggravate me, Barry Odom would not, you know, rein it in a little bit. He just let him do it. But uh, that's not going to happen with Derek Dooley. A little, a little more methodical, a little more, uh, like I said, situational awareness from the offense. It perhaps. took a little bit for his offense to get going. I think there were a couple possessions before we uh, yeah. saw a score. The, the, third, the third possession, I think, was when they actually did something. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, another thing that I saw the last two years, offensively and defensively, is that we just looked so rusty, nothing clicked, and it seemed like maybe the offense was incredible incredibly complicated even though they said it wasn't yeah because there were so many miscommunications i don't know that i saw as much of that i mean there was some obviously it's a spring Mm -hmm. game people do stupid things 
But uh, on Drew Locke's side, he looked very calm and relaxed. Yeah. And uh, he's mentioned that this offense is actually easier for him, and yeah. the wide receivers are going to have to learn a lot more new routes. Um, I don't know how much more you want to complicate an offense. Yeah. That despite the gaudy statistics, I, I don't. I think Heupel was going to go down as not actually a very good offensive coordinator, despite the, all those gaudy stats. I just we'll see what he does as a head coach. I think, uh, and how much of the reins he takes is uh, um, on that offense. But uh, I think he did the best with his year and a half, two years here. He could from a resume standpoint. Sure. Uh, obviously, it led us to one bowl game, which we lost. But he helped, I think, Drew Locke's NFL draft stock for sure because th- of the gaudy numbers. I mean, they're, they're going to care about that. But will Derek Dooley translate into a coach who actually produces more wins on the field for yeah. Mizzou? As far as the offense goes and like the, the, the backup quarterback, I mean, Drew Locke was seven for 13, mm-hmm. 58 yards, one touchdown. He only played a handful of possessions. Jack Lowry. 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 Perfect. Incorrect. Starting out hot. Five for six for 49 yards and a touchdown. He, to me, at least by watching this spring game, looks like the odds on favorite for the backup. He certainly looked like he felt most comfortable in the pocket compared yeah. to a lot of those other guys who just looked happy to be out on the field. Micah Wilson, two for four for 14 yards, doesn't mm-hmm. really pop. No, he didn't have, I think he had one possession. Lindsey Scott, who, I mean, is a base, essentially a water boy wearing pads. I mean, he was over for four. Well, I want to talk about him a little bit because when Scott was in the game, they had him throwing the ball a lot because it looked like they wanted to showcase his arm. Unfortunately, he underthrew a lot of players, and he just misconnected on several throws. Um, he, I mean, he has he, a girl's first name, so that can't help. <laughs> I mean, that's just I'm just gonna throw that out there. Well, you know, we'll see down the road how uh, that factors in those tight games. But you know, I, I think <laughs> the, the people were talking about him being the next Drew Locke, at least maybe for next year, mm-hmm. because he's got well, he two years of eligibility. Like today, no, he's got two years of eligibility left. He did run around a little bit. Yes, and I think he's capable of that. LSU originally wanted him, then he went to JUCO. Uh, so he's got talent. He was one of the top quarterbacks that came out of Louisiana when he was uh, recruited. But uh, he didn't look sharp at all. No. For uh, But, uh, you know, as a kid has been sitting for a year. So we'll see if it makes any difference, the performances today. But Drew Locke, the clear favorite. And I think you're right. Lowry is probably going to be our number two when we uh, actually have the first Mizzou depth chart. That leaves Taylor Powell. Um, he was two for four for 73 yards and one touchdown. He was the one that's uh, through the uh, 65 or 73 or whatever yarder it was to that Gagento kid who's like a freshman. Yeah. Uh, like a true fresh, like some, I think I heard in the broadcast, like early admittal to mm-hmm. school. And yeah. that was the only reason he was even able to play in the spring game. Mm-hmm. He looked really fast. I he mean, did. He, he showed up in several plays. I mean, for that, a freshman to do that. Yeah, I mean, well, so. I mean, I don't want to get overly excited because spring games are like spring training baseball. You know what I mean? You got some guy from fucking AAA who hits 400 and then there he makes the fucking roster. And you re- and I just you know this kid you know look good in a spring game. Well, you may never hear his fucking name again. It's like Dawson Downing. We saw it last year. Oh, you mean Whitey McWhiterson? He we did dub him Whitey McWhiterson. He showed up. He was on the field a lot again yeah. today, and and he looked good from the running back uh, perspective. Seven carries for thirty three yards. They and don't, three catches. I think. Mm-hmm. You know they don't play their number one running backs a lot no. of these spring games because just one bad slip and and that's bad. Yeah. But uh, so that means we get to see a lot more of the Whitey McWhitersons yep. of the world, and yeah, I guess it's good. It, it kind of it reminds me of Tyler Hunt. Yeah. It's good when those guys play and can do something. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the coaches think it's a yeah. flash in the pan because they never put them on the field. No. Um, so, again, we got a, a big – it's the one time a year Whitey McWhiterson is big yeah. man on campus. <laughs> That's right. 
Crockett was six uh, carries for 24 yards. Not bad there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roundtree was like five carries for five yards or something. He yeah. did not flash. But those guys didn't get very many opportunities ultimately. I mean, it was all Whitey McWhiterson. You know, it was his game. It was his, uh, it was his time to shine. These scrimmages, they're so strange because they change the rules every year and it's, you're not clear who's, you know, you're playing the number one offense versus the number one defense and then number two versus two and everything. But like when we scored, I, I didn't ever understood who, who was, <laughs> who was on offense and who was yeah. on defense. It, it, there's nothing to it. I mean, the only reason you're out at that game is because you're so desperate for college football. There's mm-hmm. nothing appealing about it. It's like an NBA all-star game. Yeah. I don't know if there's anyone in America who watches the NBA all-star game. Well, there's lots of people that watch it. I just can't imagine anybody cares about it though, ultimately. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the winner or the loser. Yeah. And, and that's the spring game. And that leads you to looking at the stands and there were, you know, upwards of 500 people in our stands today for yeah. this cold weather spring game. And then you hear about like last year, I think Georgia had 98,000 people. At I their think spring. like Florida, you know, Georgia hasn't had their spring game yet, but Florida had 53,000 of theirs. Kentucky had like 36,000. Fucking Kentucky. There have been years where Missouri has tried harder to get people out to the stands. I think we got one out one year, and the weather was terrible on us. It's April, so you never know what you're going to get in Missouri. But, uh, you know, you talked about it off air, Colin. It's the show me state where there's a very pragmatic people. Yes. And you got to show us a little something before we're going to invest the time and the energy to sit in the cold yeah, for my, four hours. My, my point is, is that I think even if we were really good, we we're coming off a great season and going into a season, we assume we were going to be great. You're still not going to pack very many fans into that stadium. The yeah. people just don't care till it's time to care in Missouri. Well, and another thing, and that's too, not just football. That's baseball, you know, you know, professional level. I mean, the only thing in the state that consistently draws is the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, other than that, everybody's just like, you're going to have to show us. Yeah, well, the other thing I think about Mizzou, too, is that a huge percentage of its fan base on Saturday afternoons come from the St. Louis metro area, mm-hmm. and no one is driving two hours from St. Louis to watch the Mizzou spring game. No. you know, that, Especially in 40-degree weather. That's a kind of dedication I don't want to be around. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. That If you drive from St. Louis to watch spring game just to drive another two hours back, you're a whole nother level of fan that's not healthy for your mental state or your life, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, so on defense, we'll just go down that road a little bit. Secondary didn't look bad, though – I don't know what can be really gleaned from this game. Um, Trez Hall and Kale Garrett, you know, mm-hmm. are your linebackers in the middle. Uh, but the name that popped out was Aubrey Miller, mm-hmm. another girl's name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a fresh, or no, he's a he's a ju- or sophomore this year, mm-hmm. he's a freshman last year, and uh, he was a three or four star guy, depending on the recruiting service she asked. But he was all over the field. There. I think he had ten tackles. Yeah. And they asked Trez Hall about him after the game. He's like, he's going to take one of our jobs. Yeah. He's like, it ain't going to be mine. And I don't think that was a shot at Kale Garrett. He's just like, you know, I'm going to work really hard so he doesn't take my job. But he is turning heads not just in the spring game, but I think in practices too. And uh, if you don't recognize his name, the, I didn't really recognize it except I was like, I've heard that before. And I guess when they had the players-only meeting last mm-hmm. year when the, when everything was a fucking shit show, he was like, everybody came out of the meeting going, wow, he's a real leader in the locker room. I really impressed with him, like despite the fact that he was just playing special teams at the time. Yeah. And uh, apparently not only is he a thumper, um, he may have some character, which is not a bad thing to have. <laughs> which is not what they recruit on. No, but it's not a bad, it's not a bad, uh, you know, 
extra if you can get it. You know, the other thing on defense I wanted to look at again was our secondary because that was our big weak spot on the team last year. Mm-hmm. We heard AC's name a lot today, sometimes good and sometimes bad. Yep. He did make a few really good plays. Mm-hmm. He also had a few stupid plays and penalties, which mm-hmm. is what we're used to seeing out of AC at least once a game. Yeah. It's a really bad pass interference penalty mm-hmm. or something of that nature. Uh, but he was all we had last year and now he's got some experience. Um, he's a fast kid and he's a good tackler. Yeah. Uh, but he was one of my least favorite players last year as well. Well, every time, every time the shit hit the fan, his name was getting called typically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, he was probably overmatched, um, for the biggest part of the season. He's probably having to go up against whoever was probably their best receiver. Um, because he was, like I said, we were so thin back there. But when you play a good team too, they, you know, like I think when it was, uh, Georgia last year, LSU a year before, they identify guys who have weak spots like AC does mm-hmm. and they just pick you apart. They go to the same guy over and over and yeah. over again until you were forced to change something. Yeah. And Barry Odom is loath to change things. Yes, he is. So we're going to see a lot of AC again. But again, the, the defense didn't look to be the problem. If anything, the offense was a little bit slow. Yeah. And, uh, you talked about Derek Dooley, our new offensive coordinator. Colin, we do have, we're supposed to get Derek Dooley on the show for the first yeah, time sweet, today sweet. to talk about what he saw on the offense and what he yeah. expects for this uh, first year as Good. an offensive I, coordinator. I'm ever. looking forward to that because if you guys haven't went to YouTube and just seen some of his, uh, mm-hmm. some press, uh, stuff that he did when he was the coach of Tennessee, he's a bit of a crackpot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's, he says some strange things bordering on conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, it's fun. He's a fun guy, obviously. Yeah, he seems somewhat of a lunatic. And, you know, <laughs> his dad was a famous coach in Georgia. Yeah. You, nepotism is a big... Uh, part of the SEC. It is a big part of the SEC. And so we see a lot of Dooley. I don't know what to think of him yet. I'd be very curious to talk oh, to this the interview guy. ought to be very enlightening. Yeah. I mean, there he is a YouTube clip machine. Yeah. He won Mike Leach-esque. He didn't win on the field much for Tennessee, no, but he, he did didn't. win over the press with oh. his goofy witticisms. And, yeah. You know, the bar is very low for comedy with the head football coaches. Sure. And As so... Barry Odom has showed us. <laughs> and so if you say anything remotely Amusing. jovial or, or lighthearted, well, and, crack a smile for Christ's sake. And truthfully, in these fucking small... Um, College bergs with their for their uh, big time football teams. I mean, they are all fucking bootlickers to the fucking core too. I mean, <laughs> oh, if Barry sure. Odom um, told a fucking thirty year old knock knock joke. Our press corps fucking fall out of their chairs backwards laughing, and it would be only halfway mm-hmm. genuine. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, oh, we love you, Barry. Mm-hmm. Can I polish your knob for you? I mean, maybe not quite that far, but well, you know, it's journalism. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of journalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sports journalism at its yeah. finest. Cane polishing, that's part of the job. Yeah. So uh anyway, um one thing we got to see a little bit of is our our good friend Corey Fatoni as well. Yep, he's, he's gonna on. he's gonna come uh, we we he's confirmed he's going to be on yeah, we we all we're know still waiting Corey, on Corey. We know that Corey's sure. gonna be on the show. I you know, Corey's gonna Corey. Yeah, sure he, he is. Uh <laughs> we're gonna lose him, Corey. You I know, know what I mean? Is this is terrible. Year. The good news is is that I feel like there's a chance Corey's gonna get drafted. And he'll still be able to contribute football knowledge to this show long after he's graduated. I sure hope so. You know, we so much talk about whether Drew Locke would stay for his senior season. I feel like it sort of overshadowed the fact that Corey Fittoni also decided to stay for his yeah, senior season. Sure. And the two of those guys are inseparable. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to get a whole four years out of those guys because oh, yeah. we've been we've been there with them. Yeah, the whole way through the whole way. 
So uh, anyway, we're going to look at um, more about this football game. We also, Colin, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about ESPN. They put out this FBI FPI ranking about where they thought the Tigers and every team would finish in the mm-hmm. SEC. We'll talk a little bit more about that. We do have the guest interviews. We have a game show coming up. Well, our you. first guest, Brendan, we didn't even mention. Okay. Obviously, Coach Coach Barry, Coach Barry Odom is I mean, going to be on the Barry's show. Yeah. Coming, Barry's coming up next after the break. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to Barry about what he saw today, what he thinks the upcoming season is going to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, Barry has been very forthright with information throughout. Mm-hmm. He feels very comfortable he, coming on this show. Yes, he does. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, obviously, we're all going to have Kansas news. And oh, so yeah, of course. It's been a while since we've uh, had a program, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm ready to start 2018. Yeah, I mean, apparently, locked a, and you know, like, like a fucking two-month uh, lead time wasn't enough for Caleb yeah. when he meets Brian Goers. I mean, it's just uh, un- unbelievable. I just, like I said, I hope it doesn't become a trend. Yeah. Because well, if we can just keep him apart from Brian, mm-hmm. I think it's ultimately that's the best best pe- person thing for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, just stay away from Brian Goers in general. Well, it's strange doing a show without Caleb. He, he's been so consistent. I get used to his stink. Yeah. You know? He's got a musk that's very appealing. His aroma fills up this studio, and mm-hmm. you know it's time to podcast. Yeah. And there's something missing. And I think it is uh, the stench of uh, sweat. And taint. Sriracha sauce. Yeah. Spilled on a t-shirt. Yeah, sure. You know? <laughs> Perhaps a little IBS flare-up, you yeah, know? Sure. Added to the mix. It's quite a cocktail. But we're without it today. So, anyway, we're going to try to soldier on. This is the Mazodcast. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. And we're back, and as we promised, head coach Barry Odom is on the line, and he's ready to talk about what this 2018 Tiger football team is going to look like and what they did today in the spring game today on April 14th, 2018. Coach, how are you doing? Hey, boys, what's going on? Hey, good to hear from you. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, 2018. You got your uh, guy Drew Locke back. You got a new offensive coordinator and Derek Dooley. Uh, you got Terry Beckner back on defense. What are your thoughts about uh, how your team looked today? Well, boys, you know there's always things you can prove, uh, but uh, I think overall we look slicker and coming up gold too, really. Yeah, I mean uh, that's a good thing. Pretty sweet. Uh, Dooley seems to know something about. Yeah, I don't know. Knows about offense a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense played a little better. Than I uh, than they did last year, same time. So you know, players are doing good. I think ultimately, right now. Tell us a little bit about Derek Dooley. What is he like to work with, and what does he bring to this offense? Well, I mean, he's he's an odd one. You know, uh, we get along good. He makes me laugh. You know, he says some strange things. You know, he's he's uh he's different. I'm gonna say that he's different. But he uh he's slowing things down a little bit. He uh, Drew seems to like him. Uh, you know, he, he says silly things and, uh, that makes Drew giggle. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like their relationship's good. And, 
I you know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I hired him, so he's found to be. I mean, I mean, he's found to be tits, really. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, tell us about Drew Locke entering his senior season. Is he confident going into uh, his final year in college football? Well, boys, you know, you saw Drew play. He's he's a hell of a ball player. I mean, you know, the NFL was pretty hard after him. But you know, I, I don't like Drew to get too high on himself. I mean, I don't want the boy thinking that you know the sun rises just to hear him crow. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I. I He's doing well, you know, uh, he's, he's working out, he's, uh, he's throwing that football. And, you know, like I said, I, I don't want him, I don't want to, to heap too much praise on him, but, uh, but, you know, he, cause, but he's, he's, he's looking to have a pretty strong seat. What about on the defensive end? Well, that was a big struggle for us last year, and, uh, we seemed to come along a little bit, and then we unraveled at the end uh, against Arkansas and Texas. Uh, what do you expect from this 2018 defense? Yeah, I mean, them boys last year, they was confused as a heart in a fan factory. I mean, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing or where they were supposed to do it at. But, uh, you know, they look better. There's, uh, some players who flash a little bit. And I think ultimately we're gonna, we're gonna look a lot better. I think, uh, you know, we won't give up 43 points to a terrible, terrible, terrible football team, mm-hmm. you know, the first week, hopefully, and, uh, ruin all the good progress we've made. But, you know, I've, I've sat them down, I've talked to them, and uh, I've coached them up, and, uh, you know, them boys, are, them boys are ready to roll. One of the games I'm looking at on the schedule this year that I have to think you were going to look for some revenge, Purdue beat you pretty bad, I think, like 30-31-3, to something like that last year. It was yeah, got to be sure, a low they point. Yeah, good. Yeah, it has to be a low point in the season. Purdue was not that good. It was a home game, and we looked terrible. Uh, we're heading up to Purdue this year. What are your expectations for uh, the rematch? Well, you know, we're looking forward to an opportunity to prove ourselves. You know, and to get to go to the beautiful state of California, mm. it's going to be nice to enjoy some weather. Coach. And uh, get a chance to take some take some shots at them boys. You know, they gave us a – they gave they put our tit through a ringer, you know, last year. But we're, we're ready to take them on. Coach. And like you, I said, looking forward to that sunny weather. Coach, what makes you think that – Yes, sir. What do you, what do you think makes you think Purdue is in California? What? I mean, Co- they, Purdue is – Purdue's in, in California. I mean, that's where they're at, right? No, 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 no. Purdue is in Indiana. West Lafayette, Indiana, actually. Oh, no, you're confused, boys. Indiana don't have any football teams. It's all basketball up there. <laughs> well, they do have, uh, they've had a few wins with Notre Dame. That's also in Indiana. Um, but, uh, Purdue, I, I know for a no, fact no, I've been no, there. No, 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 no. Everybody knows that Notre Dame is in Rome. <laughs> the dean of their college is that pony had a fellow they call the Pope. No, no, I don't think that's that. No, them crappie countries are over there in Italy. I know it. Okay, well, let's let's hey, get back. Hey, who knows more about college football, friend, me or you? I mean, let's just think about that for a second, all right? I have I mean, to say, on. I guess I have to say you do, Coach. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I do know, let's forget about Notre Dame. I do know that in that Purdue is in Indiana. I have seen their football stadium with my own eyes in West Lafayette, Indiana. Listen, let, we'll just agree to disagree. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I think I've told you boys before, I feel like you're a little bit conspiracy theory-like, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe watching nah. too much of that cable news. No, so, no, no, no. You're no, way no. off on this one, fella. You're okay. way off. All right, Coach, just do me one favor. Before, now, and the game, just Google it. Just give it a Google. I don't need to. we got the itinerary printed out. Hell, they even got the planes chartered and booked. I mean, hey, we're just just to, Google we're it. To San Andreas, California. No, that's a fault. Play Purdue uh, football. Co- coach, just just do it. Just look it up. Just to show, just to rub it in to me how wrong. All I right, am. all right, buddy. I mean, I'll, I'll listen. I've got your number. We'll, I'll, I'll print it out. I'll text it to you. And mm. boy, 
you're going to look like you're have egg on your face. All right. Well, uh, it, I will give you this. Uh, the name Indiana is not in the name of the school. I can see where the confusion could lie. Well, yeah, they don't. I mean, schools don't have names that don't have the state in them. What about Auburn? Well, Auburn's in in Auburn, United States, USA. Yeah, yeah, but that but Auburn is not a state itself. No, it, it's a state. It is too. Coach, I, I think we're going down a rabbit hole. I don't know if we really want to go down. All right, I don't know. Listen, Frankly, boy, I don't know. Probably, if I'm... I mean, listen, I'm, I'm I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I coach football. I don't know much about geography. Right, that's not so, what we pay you for. But just you know, I feel like we're going down a road here. Mm-hmm. Fans don't want to hear about geography. Yeah. You know, that's for the bookworms. That's for the nerds, man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm very fucking Odom. I hate to spend much time in fucking geology class. That's right. You're not making millions of dollars for that. Geography ma- or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what they all what all the big words are. I mean, honestly, that's fucking crazy. All right, Coach. Well, so uh, what are your predictions for this season? Uh, ESPN has us at seven wins. What do you think we can do? Well, I mean, I listen. My goal right now, you know, we got this new basketball coach and. Mm-hmm. And Conzo, and he got 20 wins, so I feel like that's a good bar for me. You know, I mean, I want to, I don't want the new guy to outshine old Barry, so I'm going to say 20. All right, coach, we, we play 12. Well, you know, we, okay, a good coach finds a way, boys. All right, well, we're going to hold you to that, coach, and, uh, we hope it comes true because, uh, we'd like to see some improvement this year. And it's, as always, it's really good to talk to you. All right, well, thank you, boys. I'm, gl- I'm glad to, glad to hear from you. I'm looking forward to, to many more talks as we just, we barrel towards 20 wins this season. All right, Coach M-I-Z. Hey, Z-O-U, boys. Well, Colin, it is always good to hear from Coach Odom. Yeah, he seems confident and ready. There's two things you can always expect from an interview with Coach uh, Barry Odom. One is a lot of optimism about mm-hmm. the future of sure, this team. Sure. And the second is always a uh, very concerning confusion about something that should <laughs> remain very obvious. Well, hey, as long as he knows football. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just want that team to be in West Lafayette, Indiana. <laughs> Uh, surely somebody will get to off. him before. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think somebody's going to do that. Yeah. So anyway, Colin, coach doesn't book the flights. <laughs> no, he does not book those flights. Um, but uh, what do you feel about his confidence? You think it's well placed? Well, I mean, he does have Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. You know, I I feel like this this season is going to be defined by our defense. Ultimately, though, mm-hmm. will that same terrible terrible defense show up, or will we have a defense to pair with Drew Locke? Do you think from a receiving standpoint, something we haven't talked about a lot, uh, obviously Emmanuel Hall did not play in this game because he had uh, hurt his shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, supposed to be fine by the start of the season. But uh, we lost Jamon Moore, who had been Drew Locke's primary receiver for the past two seasons. Pretty frustrating for Mizzou fans with the number of drops and mistakes that he made at key situations. Yeah, I heard a, a, lot, a lot of, of talent. A lot of sentiment out of the press corps. When Jamon Moore graduated, that we're going to learn to miss Jamon Moore. Mm-hmm. I do not agree with that sentiment. I feel like Jonathan Johnson and Emmanuel Hall will make you forget him fairly quickly. We have a lot of new receivers, uh, and uh, we've got our tight end core, who is as strong as we've ever had, I feel like. Well, and honestly, if you didn't have Drew Locke throwing the ball, I mean, I don't even know if we'd think much of Jamon Moore. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like... Drew Locke is the type of quarterback that can be good enough that he can make any receiver look good. He's certainly going to help. I mean, Jamon did his part. He got open, and yep. uh, that's why he was the main receiver because he was a guy who was giving Drew Locke opportunities. Physically a lot talented. Of the time. Yeah. I mean, nobody's going to argue that. You know, I, I'm sure he will get. He probably even get workouts by NFL teams. Mm-hmm. But whether he ends up on a roster at the NFL, <laughs> beginning of an NFL season, that would truly shock me because mm-hmm. you cannot have. I mean, he really was a 50-50 proposition at catching football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was not better than that. I mean, he <laughs> no. dropped a lot of footballs. Yep, so uh, he's going to 
Drew Luck's going to have different guys to look at this year. And I don't think the quality really falls down. The guys he's got to throw to are, are fast. They're not as tall as some of the teams we've well, had I in the past. I think Emmanuel Hall, for instance, mm-hmm. is every bit as good as Jamon Moore ever was. Mm-hmm. And he played better than Jamon last year. So I guess the loss of Jamon Moore would worry me more if I didn't think we had a player that was just ready-made to replace him immediately who has, mm-hmm. to this point, had better hands than Jamon Moore, which is not much, mm-hmm. saying much, but it's to this point he has been. And then Jonathan Johnson is this, you know, if he is just the same receiver he's been and you would hope he's been, he's going to be better, you know, right there, you're, 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 you're starting ahead of the game. You got a, a good tight end core. Um, and you got the two running backs and Crockett and Roundtree, which are just going to make things easier on the passing game. I mean, if you're Derek Dooley, I mean, you couldn't come into a better situation. You've got a consensus first round NFL draft pick as a quarterback. You've got, Crockett, who is, you know, what was he, second team All-SEC or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you've got Albert O, who set your touchdown record and uh, is one of the best uh, tight ends in the SEC. I don't see a problem yeah. on offense, you know, unless, you know, Dooley finds a way to fuck it up. Or unless the offensive line is just an absolute well, turd. and they're pretty much basically yeah, all returning, and right. they played well last year. So, that's I mean, right. there's really, offense should not be our concern. If we're having a trouble on offense this season, that is a... Bad sign for the coaching hire. Yeah, there's n- there's no excuses. But uh, defense is where it's going to start and finish. I mean, mm-hmm. can we stop anybody? I'm hoping just by virtue of not running the hypo fast paced offense that they'll just be a little bit better just mm-hmm. by having you know more breaks that are longer than 45 seconds. <laughs> yes, I think that has to have an impact. Yeah, it, it could be as much impact as and add a new high caliber one serviceable player i would think at least yeah it's it's good for that at least and you got terry beckner jr coming back he Mm -hmm. swatted a pass they look good and um that's bound to help and he's obviously the star of that line but we also have rashad brandon coming back who had a a really fast first step off Mm -hmm. the snap and if he develops and gets more playing time you know and is paired with beckner jr i mean we could have a, a stout you know interior defensive line so i'm i'm hopeful Mm-hmm. I'm optimistic. I also can't be worse, mm-hmm. you know, on defense. So, I mean, I say that, but uh, I hope I'm right. Well, I'll tell you what, Colin. The next thing we're going to do is we are going to have a game. We started it last year, and mm-hmm. I think we're going to continue the tradition. It is Mizzou Freshman or Serial Killer. It's really just a game to point out how little we know. Mm-hmm. About, about the incoming freshman class. Yeah, like we don't pay much attention to recruiting. We've mm-hmm. made no secret about that. Well, and with Caleb gone and with – uh the spirit of inclusiveness that has become the spring game where they allow students to uh, compete in drills goals, against the team. Dashes yeah. We are going to include a uh, caller. So okay. uh, first caller into the show, we're going to put on and compete against Colin Ooh. for Mizzou freshman or serial killer. It's going to be embarrassing when this person knows so much more about mm-hmm. Mizzou freshman than I do. All right. Well, let's play the game. Guys, you ready to play the game? Oh, yeah, I'm ready to kill it. Let's go. <laughs> Colin, what do you think? I think, um, boy, I'm really bad at knowing anything about Mizzou football, despite the fact that I host a Mizzou football podcast. That's true. But does Connor know even less? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, Connor, since you are our guest, would you like to go first or second in this matchup? I'll go first in this matchup. Okay. Again, the way this game works, but then one of the names I'm going to give you is either a new Missouri freshman player or a famous serial killer. And it's up to you to decide. The uh, the first name I have for you, are you ready? Yes, sir. 
Alfred Klein, freshman or serial killer? Serial, serial killer. That was my awesome freshman. That is correct. Known as the buttermilk bluebeard, Klein would marry women of status, convince them to will their possessions to his name, then poison his wives, persuading them to drink buttermilk containing powerful sedatives. He successfully killed eight of his wives before the dopey Kansas authorities caught on, and Klein was arrested after the death of his ninth wife. So this happened in like 1847. Who drinks fucking buttermilk? <laughs> it happened in 1948. You guys should do, uh, you guys should do one on uh, Kim Jong-bil. Does he count as a serial killer? <laughs> He'll eventually pay for his crimes. I don't know. Are serial killers and mass murders the same thing? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. It's semantics, really. Yeah. Saddam Hussein, is he a serial killer or just a mass murderer? It's hard to say. It's for the history books to decide. Anyway, Colin, uh, Connor is up one to nothing on you. Are you ready for your first name? Let's do it. Okay. The name you get is Tyrone Collins. Tyrone Collins. Well, um, I hate to go, uh, I don't know, ethnic. Mm. That sounds pretty ethnic. And I've stated many times that serial killing is the province of the uh, white man. Mm-hmm. Um, black dudes don't get down with a fuck with a serial killing like the white dudes do. So I'm going to say that sounds like a a black guy's name. So I'm going to say that's a football player. Well, I don't know about your uh, way to get to that, Colin. It's a little <laughs> sketchy, but yes, that is correct. It is indeed a freshman cornerback from Bradenton, Florida. He uh, runs a four four three forty yard dash and is a top one hundred corner for ESPN to date. He has no recorded murders. So, uh, all right, you guys are knotted up at one to one. Your next name, Connor. Are you ready, sir? Richard Hickok. Richard Hickok. Richard. Uh, that's a serial killer. Correct. Made infamous by the Truman Capote book, In Cold Blood, Hickok and a partner murdered the entire Clutter family of farmers outside Holcomb, Kansas. The two men were captured in Las Vegas, Nevada, and executed by hanging by the, at the Kansas State Penitentiary. I feel like Connor just knows a lot about serial killers. Maybe not so much mm-hmm. time in football. Yeah, now I'm just starting to get worried that Connor himself might be a serial killer. <laughs> um, you're certainly an expert on the topic. Well, these are just guys that I know they're not going to freshmen. <laughs> sure, Connor. Whatever. Whatever you say, Connor. <laughs> you can't hide behind knowledge. <laughs> All right, Colin, to catch up, uh, you'll have to go up with your second name, and that is John Bender. John Bender. John Bender. Hmm. I'm going to say serial killer. It just doesn't sound like a football player's name. Correct. Again, you guys are perfect so far through four. Patriarch of the bloody Bender family of Labette County, Kansas. The Benders would lure 19th century travelers to their general store before smashing the customers' heads in with a rock and slitting their throats. When (laughs) When area residents became suspicious of the Benders, the family fled the area and were never heard from again. Wow. So All these serial killers are from Kansas, it sounds like. Well, it was not my intent, Colin. I just pulled random serial killers off Google. It just so happened one state was stock full of serial killers, and it happened to be the state of Kansas. So I guess <laughs> not all that shocking. It's all random. Okay, it is again tied two to two. Connor, your next name is Dominic Gacinto. <laughs> you said Dominic just did Ken go? What was that again? Gachinto. Oh, okay. That's a Mizzou freshman from Raytown. He's a slot receiver. Freshman receiver from Raytown, Missouri. Caught 85 passes his senior year of high school and has never murdered anyone. Well, not that we know of. That's right. That's and, a good thing. Yeah, that's right. It's bad for the uh, NCAA eligibility. Uh, he showed up big in the spring game today, so it made that a little... Oh, he, dude, look, he looked good, man. He, uh, he's pretty fast. I think he could be a pretty big impact this year, but we'll see. Could you beat him in a foot race? Oh, hell no. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> you blow up. 
All right, Connor has pulled ahead again, Colin. The name you have to deal with is Gerald Nathan Jr. Gerald Nathan Jr. Now, this is a tricky one. Okay. Because All right. Gerald does not sound like the name of a football player. It sounds like the name of uh, my grandpa. All right. But <laughs> there's a lot of juniors in football. Mm-hmm. They like those juniors, the thirds, you know, that sort of thing. So this yeah. is a toughie. Okay. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to say he is a brutal, brutal murderer. I'm so sorry, a freshman linebacker from Charlotte, North Carolina. Good blend of size, speed, and length. He comes in as an elite linebacker and has not killed anyone. <laughs> Would you have had that one, Connor, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that is. Okay, well. Connor should have a podcast. I know. He should <laughs> certainly be replacing us. All right, Connor, your next name. Don Nimichek. That's a serial killer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This Kansas killer would abduct and kill stranded passengers along I-70 and shoot or stab his victims. He killed five victims before his capture and sentenced to five life sentences in a Kansas prison. You are correct. So now you're up by two, four to two. Colin, you only have two shots remaining to tie it. Uh, your next name is Lindsey Scott. Lindsey Scott. Well, Ooh, that's easy. Yeah, that's that's easy. Oh, don't blow it for me, Connor. Because I knew it was a football <laughs> player. Because um, sure you did. Well. God, I'd hate to go ethnic again, but black folks love naming their their kids by giving them girls' first names. Mm. And Lindsay's a girl's first name. We're going to have to edit this. Well, of course, it is a Mizzou player. Uh, the sophomore quarterback transferred from Scuba, Mississippi. He's a top prospect, originally enrolled at LSU before transferring to East Mississippi Community College, and has not yet murdered anyone. See Aubrey Miller. Yeah, there you, know you go. I mean? Same it's thing. Yeah. Lindsay, Aubrey. I mean, All right, so Colin, you've got three. Connor has four. He can secure the win here with John Robinson. John Robinson, Connor. John Robinson? That's right. We might have a stumper here. He's thinking. He's not immediately knowing it's a serial killer. Serial killer is not a easy player. I, that is correct, although something tells me you might have been searching through your iPad or something while you were looking that up. No, no, I swear to God, I really just thought that. I was just like, that does not sound like a movie. No, in fact, John Robinson, this uh, Johnson City, Kansas resident, uh, would meet lonely women through sex and bondage sites on the Internet. After assaulting and murdering the women, Robinson stored their bodies in barrels in a storage shed on his property. Robinson was sentenced to three life sentences in a Kansas prison. So, uh, yes, serial killer. Colin, uh, you can't win. You're down by two, but do you mm-hmm. want to go ahead and take your last name? Sure, I want to take a Your shot. last name. Okay. I want to feel, I want a question that's not going to, you know, use, I might seem like racist to answer it. Well. Is that possible? <laughs> I, that's really up to you, isn't it? <laughs> All right. The name is Trajan Jeffcoat. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Football player. Immediately football player. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He is a foot freshman wide receiver from Columbia, South Carolina. He chose the Tigers over South Carolina, Notre Dame, and Indiana, and has not killed anyone. Mm-hmm. So you are correct. It ended up being a tight game. I felt like Connor really had it all the way, though. He had a lot more confidence than you. Well, I mean, he, knows, yeah, he knows a lot more about football than me, and obviously serial killers, which is disturbing. Something, yeah, something to be said for that. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Connor, congratulations on your big win for our second year of Serial Killer or Mizzou Freshman. Uh, your uh, winning care package will include a uh, some Mizzou stickers, some Schlafly beer paraphernalia. I'm saying you can't send in beer. No, you can't send anybody beer because we we uh, we can't card over the Internet. But uh, we'll scrap together something we have uh, off, off air. We'll get your address. Thank you again for playing. Oh, yeah, no problem, guys. Have and, a good one, Connor. Yep, fuck Kansas. Don't murder people, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Try not to do that.
So congratulations to Connor Wheeler on his victory against Colin. I think yep. anybody who called in would have beaten him. Yep. Uh, we're going to take our next break of the day, and we're going to come back with uh, old friend of the show, Corey Fatoni. Awesome sauce. This is the Mazzotcast. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. And I'm here to talk to you today about something deadly serious. I know usually I'm a prankster and a jokester, but the topic I'm about to talk to you about is more serious than just about anything I can imagine. And that is the majesty and delicious taste of Schlafly beer. Schlafly is created by the St. Louis Brewery, Missouri's largest locally owned independent brewery. Every year they pump out over 50 unique styles of beer for you and I to enjoy. And we're so proud to have Schlafly beer as a Mazodcast sponsor. So if you want to be a true Mazodcast fan, a true Missourian and a true American, buy you some Schlafly beer and get blackout, piss drunk, responsibly. Schlafly beer. They stink worse than Josh Augusta's jockstrap. The Mazad cast. And we're back, and uh, Corey Fatoni is on the line. Uh, welcome to the show again, Corey. Good to hear from you, Corey. What's up? Hey, fellas, good to hear from you. You fucking two gotsis, me knuckleheads. I ain't hear from you in a fucking coon's age. <laughs> All right, Corey, uh, good to hear from you as well. Yeah, we don't call as often in the wintertime uh, or the spring, obviously, because there's just less football to talk about. But we are interested in, did you have a good Christmas? A Christmas? Of course I had a good Christmas. I mean, uh, I love the holidays. Uh, it's good to see the family. Get back there to a little Sicily and uh, Franklin, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I was uh, popular with the ladies back in high school, but I mean, you come back as a stud football player and all the bitches from high school, oh, they can't get enough old Corey. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you were careful. Oh, absolutely. I, uh... I'm always very careful, to, uh, you know, I pull out every time, very carefully. That's, that's, you know, that's the way I do things. Mm-hmm. I'm very careful. <laughs> I mean, I don't fuck with condoms. I mean, there's two things in this world that Corey Fatoni don't fuck with. That's rattlesnakes and condoms. Mm-hmm. In that order? In that order. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I would advise against pulling out as your primary birth control method, Corey, but uh, we have seen your accuracy on the field, and I think if there's anybody who's up for the job with that methodology, I think you're the guy. Absolutely, you know, and then that's was just the way I was raised, the rhythm method, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Corey, he's got a pretty good rhythm. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, we saw uh, what was a scrimmage today on the field when the uh, black and gold game took place. You uh, obviously punted uh, against an empty field as uh, we were trying to avoid injuries. Did it feel good to be back out on the football field? Eh, I guess, you know, I mean, it's uh, not much fun punting to nobody. And, uh, I mean, truthfully, I didn't want to even show up. You know, I was one of the, you know, I mean, if I did show up, just, you know, street clothes. There's really no reason. I mean, I'm a senior. So, I mean, there's no reason for me to waste my time, really. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the coach was pretty adamant that I not sit on the side of the field and eat and smoke cigarettes. So, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Even when you're a senior, you got to play ball. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Are you excited about this uh, senior season you're going to have ahead of you? Oh, absolutely. I think we're going to have a good chance to win. And, uh, you know, this Dewey character, and he is a character. He's uh, going to have the offense to roll, and I might not be terribly busy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm looking forward to kind of getting it over with, honestly, so I can get to the uh, you know the NFL and uh, really get to that primo trim. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, speaking of the NFL, your good friend uh, Drew Locke, Forgo, 
coming to the NFL this season to stay in school. You two are going to finish your uh, collegiate football careers together. Uh, how do you feel about Drew? What's what kind of shape is he in? Are you ready to be seniors together at Mizzou? Well, you know, Drew's uh, an extremely talented football player. I don't have much worry about Drew. I mean, uh, he plays a little more Fortnite than I would like him to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But uh, you know, I wish he'd spend a little more time uh, in the playbook. But uh, he is, uh, you know, he's got his jewel and his uh, Fortnite, so he's uh, he's uh, taking care of business. And uh, you know, I'm we're you know, I've, I've got my grandmother and my mother. And uh, they're all saying Hail Marys as mm-hmm. often as they can that when that little peck head gets drafted that we go to the same town. Yeah, <laughs> is that right? Oh, baby, wouldn't that be sweet? Me and Drew slay it in Mizzou, and then we go, you know, go wherever. You know, hopefully not Buffalo, but you know what I mean. What if you guys get drafted by, like, Miami Dolphins? Oh, my God. Could you imagine mm. me and Drew in a situation going out on Miami Beach? <laughs> well, but there is always the chance of, like, said Buffalo or Green Bay, Wisconsin, for God's sakes. Yeah, I think I would just retire and become a union rep. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, here's hoping that the draft comes to a warm climate then for both of you. Absolutely. Is uh, you know, you've seemed to be about the same guy all four years. Drew Locke, I think, has matured quite a bit since we first talked to him. He seemed like a, a young kid. Um, his interests were. Uh, that of of a younger guy is have you seen growth in Drew now that he is a senior? Uh, listen, we here to talk about Drew. We here to talk about Corey Fatoni. Yeah, well, you we're talking to you because you have an insider's view of this team. You know the guys well. Uh, obviously, your part. Listen, he's he's grown uh-huh. up. What do you want me to say? I mean, he he came into school. He played Minecraft. He's uh, you know moved on to Fortnite. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, like what do you want? You uh-huh. know, he he he's uh, he's a good guy. You know, he used to drink milk. Now he drinks uh, you know. Energy drinks, so that's good. I mean, I guess it's good for his health and all that. All right. Well, uh, Corey, I mean, obviously he's the number one starting quarterback on the team. We're going to talk about him a little. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, you got you're talking to the number one punter yeah. in the SEC. You make a good point. You make a good point. Are you uh, are you planning to win any awards? You were in contention for punter of the year last year, but you ultimately did not win that that honor. Got another chance at it. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I'm going to have that opportunity again. Uh, maybe this year we'll grease a few more palms. Mm-hmm. And uh, see if we can see if we can get figured out. But uh, you know, not, you know, it helps the street cred. And there's nothing the ladies love more than when you win the Ray Guy Award. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It makes them soak their socks. I mean, listen, guys. I know I'm a punter, but there's a reason I spend all my time in the fucking gym get these guns ready. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to tell you, <laughs> hey, you need guns even if you're a punter if mm-hmm. you're going to get poontang. All right. Well, Corey, on that note, I think we're going to let you uh, get back to your studies. And uh, it's been good talking to you. We hope to talk to you again throughout the off season and in the preparation for the first week of Mizzou football. All right, boys. Salute. Much like Barry Odom, Colin, you can really count on Corey Fatoni to just be Corey Fatoni yeah. when he calls in. He's rock solid. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I should have asked him, I wanted to um, to hear what he had to say, but I'll ask you instead. ESPN did put out their um, predictions on where each team in the SEC would finish with number of wins. Mizzou, they gave 7.5 wins. Mm, that's uh, better than I would expect. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, What do you think about that projection? Do you think uh, it's uh, fair? Do you think Mizzou could? I think it's spot on. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, they say 7.5. I would say 7 is... Uh, is, is achievable and eight wins would be a pretty good season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we obviously with a quarterback like Drew Locke and our offense looking like it could be, you know, something special based on talent. You hope for more, but you don't want to get out in front of your skis. You know, I don't think we're going to win 20 games like Coach Odom was expecting, but mm-hmm. um, you know, right. I would be happy with eight. 
Well, seven is what we came up with last year when we had the bowl loss. Mm-hmm. So seven would match this year's total, but not be an improvement with the senior quarterback. Yeah. I think you, you have to hope for an improvement. Uh, but then again, you look at the schedule and it's a lot more formidable than last year. We play Alabama in Alabama. ESPN gave us an 11% chance of actually winning that I would game. Say that's high. <laughs> uh, Georgia game is going to be tough as well. Yep. They've lost like eight starters on mm-hmm. defense and stuff. I mean, they, Listen, there's no reason not to give Georgia the benefit of the doubt, obviously, mm-hmm. but there's an ebb and flow to football, and not a lot of teams. Part of the reason everybody fucking worships at the altar of Bill Belichick is he never seems to fall off. When you rise as high as Georgia did last season, it's hard to imagine not having some fall back to earth, even if they're really good. I mean, yeah. they can't be that good again, can they? Well, I mean, uh, even if odds would say no. Fall off from being in the national title game. That's what I mean. I it's mean, still going to be able to beat Missouri next year. Yeah, season. yeah, that's probably that's probably a fair point. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think it's probably fair, too. I think there are winnable games out there that they did not give us credit for, uh, but we would have to win everything that we're expected well, to. Well, here's what I really expect. I mean, obviously we got to seven wins last year, but we didn't get there the way I wanted to. Right. And so I want to, you know, to me, success is not just the wins. It's, it's beating the South Carolinas. It's beating the Kentuckys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, teams that we should have beaten last year and didn't. What about the Purdue for certain? What about the Floridas and Tennessees this year? Teams that we weren't supposed to win. Oh, Tennessee for sure. We did. And, um, yeah. It's just hard with Florida. You just never know how much talent they're going to bring in and how they're going to put it all together. I don't know. I, Tennessee, we should beat. Tennessee, Mm -hmm. we should beat. We want to beat South Carolina. I want to beat Tennessee and I want to beat Purdue and Kentucky. I want those four games for sure. Yeah, I, well, I think. And Arkansas, obviously. Yeah, I think those are very doable. I think we're, like, I think we're a 55 to 45 favorite over teams like Arkansas. That'll change as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. But I think that's right for now. I mean, I don't think Mizzou fans can complain about it, even if they're not particularly happy about it. But, uh, Colin, I want to get away from the state of Missouri briefly because okay. it's time in the show that we do something we do every week. It is time to look west and do Kansas news. Three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. First story, Kansas man heads to hospital after eating roommate's leftovers. (laughs) A man who chowed down on his roommate's leftovers. Serves him right. (laughs) Monday afternoon went to the hospital after he thought someone doused the food with engine coolant. <laughs> the man, age 20, thought he'd fallen victim to an intentional poisoning after he tasted something weird while eating lettuce at a home in Wichita Monday afternoon, Sedgwick County Sheriff Timothy Myers said. He went to two to Wichita hospitals for help and reported a possible aggravated battery. Why did he have to go to two hospitals for uh, bad lettuce? Well, the first one was probably an animal hospital. Uh-huh. Which is more prevalent in Kansas than Absolutely. people hospitals. I, I, I kind of fully endorse this. If you ever have a shitty roommate who eats your food, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like poisoning them is the way to go. Well, certainly people in Wichita agree. Uh, when interviewed by deputies investigating the report, the man's roommate said he may have had antifreeze on his hands and rubbed off onto the food. While he was eating it, Meyer said, when the roommate didn't finish all his lunch, he slipped his leftovers into the fridge and saved them for later and took a nap. When the roommate woke up, he saw the 20-year-old eating the food, and accusations started flying. In the end, the 20-year-old did not want to pursue charges, Myers said. Mm-hmm. So he could have gotten his own antifreeze on his yeah, hands on the food. I think that's likely. Yeah. All right. Kansas man deported after disgruntled ex-girlfriend reports him to ICE. <laughs> 
An illegal immigrant living in Kansas was deported Friday after his ex-girlfriend reported him to the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Mexican national Serafin Algeria Zamora, 37, endured a final act of terror when his ex-girlfriend reported him to immigration authorities, his attorney said. Uh, Zamora's application was for a U-Visa, a non-immigrant visa designated for victims of certain crimes who have suffered mental or physical abuse, reportedly was pending for four months when he was deported. He applied for the visa after being allegedly stalked by his disgruntled ex-girlfriend who had a dark obsession with Zamora after he began seeing a new woman with whom he had started a family. Mm. The ex sent a photo to his new partner with a bullseye in the middle of her forehead in addition to pictures of dead children. <laughs> Good God. Zamora and the new woman reportedly received a doll drenched in red paint and a note that said, Back off, bitch. He is mine from the ex. Wow. That's some uh, commitment. Kind of jealous that uh, anybody would have that sort of obsessive, insane reaction. I mean, mm -hmm. has, has anyone actually liked you enough to go nuts over you, Colin? Not after they got to know me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. But despite the emergency filing, Zamora was ultimately deported. He was reportedly convicted on an illegal reentry into the U.S. and misuse of Social Security numbers in Wichita. His five-month-old son and common-law wife remain in the U.S. Huh. Well, that's tough. You know, I uh, I can't help but think that um, if you're a immigrant, Kansas is a bad place to go. I mean, is it really that big an upgrade over some third world country or okay. even Mexico? How do you end up in Kansas? Yeah, I mean, like you're who said go to Kansas? That's the place you ought to be. Well, I would be like you. Welcome back to Mexico. It's mm -hmm. so much better than Kansas. Mm -hmm. He's probably thanking the ICE officials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kansas man attacked with can of baked beans over the weekend. A witch. <laughs> Good God. A Wichita man went to the hospital over the weekend after he was attacked with baked beans and a metal pipe. Mm. Metal you think they would leave the, leave, lead with the the metal pipe. Yeah, the metal pipe didn't make the the headline lead, which it was Mr. Plum in the conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Plum, my apologies. If you could be ch if, Colin, if you could pick, somebody says, I'm going to beat you, uh -huh. and the tool I'm going to use, y your choice, a can of baked beans <laughs> or this metal pipe. Are they Bush's baked beans? <laughs> um, I'm, you know, that's going to be the mystery. But mm. do you take the beans? Could be Van Camps. <laughs> it's hard to say. Or, or do you take the pipe? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the beans. I think. Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, at some point, if they were hard enough, they could pop the ends off, and the beans would come out, and then it's hollow. It wouldn't hurt that much. I'm gonna throw you a curveball. They're always saved baked beans. They're the uh, store brand. <laughs> oh boy! So no. the cans are more likely to be dented. Mmm. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna still. Go, I'm gonna stick with the beans. Okay, stick with the beans. Yeah, or the pipe. Uh, Cedric County Sheriff Lieutenant Timothy Myers said the man's son threw a can of baked beans at his head, then hit him with a pipe at their home Sunday evening. It's unclear exactly why the son attacked his father. The uh, injured man there was Kansas. Mm -hmm. I can answer that question. Mm -hmm. That's because they're from Kansas. I assume it was a is an argument over beans. Uh, I, I assume they're just toothless white trash assholes who fight with one another because they're family. I think I can do the detective work here. It's a bean-related incident. <laughs> yes, it is. The injured man was taken to the hospital for treatment, which included stitches to the head. The son, Brian Cope, was booked in Central County Jail on suspicion of committing aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. No, and it doesn't beans. say which, whether, which weapon was the deadly one here. He's being held in lieu of a $100,000 bond, but has not yet been formally charged with a crime. $100,000 bond for bean assault? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, no telling whether if it was a can of chicken noodle soup, whether it would have been lower. Cops couldn't find her ex, then he fell through the ceiling with a knife and meth, Kansas police say. <laughs> police say they couldn't find Tyler Bergkamp in his ex-girlfriend's house on Thursday, but then he fell through her ceiling. <laughs> 
<laughs> his 23-year-old ex-girlfriend called police in Salina, Kansas around 9.30 p.m. and said she feared Bergkamp was hiding somewhere inside her house. Officers came to check out the woman's house, who worried after finding the front door chain was locked from the inside even though her house was empty. The police search turned up no one. Then the woman and her current boyfriend heard a loud noise at 11.30 p.m., police say. Her 25-year-old partner checked the garage, but then he heard shouting in the living room, returned to find the man's legs coming through the ceiling. Sure. He allegedly pulled down Bergkamp, who had been hiding in the attic. And then beat him with a can of beans. <laughs> the boyfriend took away a large sheathed knife on Bergkamp's belt, police say, and the two began to fight. Yeah. Don't bring beans to a knife fight, they always <laughs> That's say. Right. That's the a cliche old... for a reason. Uh, three children under the age of six were inside the home at the time. Perfect. They were not injured. Raise them right. The woman's boyfriend dragged Bergkamp, the children's father, to the front lawn while the 25-year-old threatened to kill him. <laughs> Police say they found meth on Bergkamp as well. Sure. Bergkamp was arrested and charged with stalking, criminal damage to property, aggravated burglary, and possession of methamphetamine. So just your typical Kansas Friday night. Mm-hmm. How did he get into the attic? I don't know. And why did he think that would be a good place to do? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's to wrap your hand, head around, you know, the, the thoughts of a Kansas resident. Truthfully, it's just a dark place I don't want to mm-hmm. go. And I, I'm not a meth addict, <laughs> but do you need to just take it with you wherever you go? I think so. Was there plans I think so. to sell or use or why have the meth on you? It just part and parcel. Well, it doesn't, do, it doesn't do you any good if you don't have it with you. What percentage of guys hanging in the attics of their ex-girlfriend do you think have meth in their possession? Are we in Kansas? We are. 110%. That's right. That was Kansas news. Colin, I think before we go, we do have one more interview I'd like to get to. Mm. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the show. It's the first time he's been on this program, so I'm yep. pretty excited. Yeah. Uh, Missouri's new offensive coordinator, Derek Dooley, is on the line, and we're about to talk to him about what his expectations are for his new offense here at Missouri. Coach Dooley, are you there? Hey, I sure am, fellas. Thanks so much for having me. Coach, uh, it is good to talk to you, and we got to see the first bit of your offense. Obviously, you didn't reveal too much, being it, it was the spring game, but what can we expect to see from a Derek Dooley offense here at Mizzou? Hey, boys, we're going to have a good time, and we're going to run that football, and we're going to throw it. It's going to be good. And I think uh, you guys are going to like what you see out there. I'm so happy that I've had the opportunity to come here to a beautiful Mizzou and, uh, and, and coach this football team on offense. Uh, I'm so happy that I've had success enough in this, in this profession, uh, despite the fact of the existence of lizard people, and, uh, and uh, gotten this opportunity. Did, did you say something about lizard people? Yes, I did. What is, what is that? I'm going to tell you what, we're going to slow the ball down a little bit, uh, more so than you guys were used to seeing last year. But, uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a efficient offense. It's gonna be, we're gonna be, uh, more cognizant of the situation in the game. Again, I, I asked you about your comment about lizard people. Listen, um, you know, there's gonna be a lot of teams out there gonna beat us. Uh, I feel like there's definitely a deep state conspiracy theory against, uh, this Mizzou football team. And I'm, I'm looking forward to helping stop that. And, and, and win a football game. What is the deep state? Well, um, I think you can count most of the SEC opponents we're going to face uh, this year as, as part of the deep state. Um, but uh, despite that, and of course, lizard people, we are going to win football games. All right. Well, uh, what's your relationship like with Coach Odom? You guys talk a lot, you text back and forth, email. Oh, he's great. He's great. I mean, uh, 
I, I'm so happy to have met him for many reasons. I mean, as many, I mean, first and foremost, uh, you know, his, his research on tornadoes is, is just wonderful. And, uh, I feel like he's really doing the world of service, uh, fighting, uh, tornadoes, obviously, uh, sent by the, uh, deep state. Are you suggesting, coach, that the, uh, that the government controls the weather by any chance? Well, I think that's, uh, I mean, that's common knowledge. And, uh, you know, uh, we knew it at Tennessee and we don't know it now here at Missouri. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's as common as maybe you suspect that it is. Uh, one of the concerns that Mizzou fans had when you came into, uh, uh, town, obviously I feel like they're going to have some more concerns now, uh, was that you'd never actually been an offensive coordinator before. You'd had high level football jobs in a lot of different places, but this is not a, a particular area that you'd had complete control over an offense at a SEC program before. Should we be nervous or is there a learning curve there? No, 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 no. I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy who knows how to run an offense. You're gonna like what you see. I'm, a, I'm, I'm good at it. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm well prepared to do. Um, you know, I, I'm a smart guy. Uh, you know, I'm a very intelligent man who, who understands an offense. I mean, I'm smarter than most people, I think. I mean, just for instance, I know that jet fuel, jet fuel will not burn steel beams. <laughs> uh, coach, I feel like, um, I'm very tempted to go down a different path that has nothing to do with football by based on some of your comments today. You were bringing up things that um, a lot of people would call conspiracy theories or or, or sort of... Oh, absolutely. I, listen, I deal only in facts. And the fact is this Mizzou football team's offense is going to be spectacular. I think Mizzou fans are going to be very happy I'm here. I think uh, we're going to play vehicle football. And I think everybody's going to be real happy with the results on the football field. You know, on top of that, the people of this, this fine country and state are going to be really happy with the, the next president that uh, uh, Russia picks for us. <laughs> All right, Coach. I, um, it's not that kind of podcast, so I'm going to leave it there. It has been really good talking to you. Do you think you could be on with us again, maybe uh, delve into some of these theories you have a little deeper? Well, I'll tell you what, boys, they're not really theories as much as the facts, but I, I would love to come and talk football with you, especially as we're getting this season and you guys see what a tremendous offense this this Missouri football team's going to run, and you're going to be really happy with it. We're going to talk a lot about it, I'm sure. All right. It's, it's, uh, that sounds very good. Thanks for joining us, Coach Dooley. All right. Go Vols. No, no. <laughs> Did he just say, go Vols? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think he got a little, his wires crossed there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it sounds like he might have a few wires crossed. <laughs> yeah, sure does. To be honest. Well, you know, people told us he was a, he was a kooky fella. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, like I said, his uh, past uh, time in the press has... Has shown that. Has so, confirmed that. Yeah, yes, so, I believe I that's think right. We, we have confirmed it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much looking forward to having Dooley on and maybe exploring mm-hmm. some of his theories. Um, I don't think farther. that's a wise policy. Do you think it's going to be possible to talk to him and not go down some of those roads? I think we can ignore most of it. Uh-huh. Well, Colin, uh, you know, we, we try to get excited for this game. It's tough. Because it obviously we said this off air. It's meaningless. It's mm-hmm. utterly meaningless. Yep. It's very difficult to get up for something that you know just doesn't have any significance whatsoever. But at the same time, what in the name of God are you going to do? It's so long until football season comes around. Yep. I mean, you're going to have to talk about a game that is meaningless. Yeah. I mean, but I can we got talk interviews, about hockey you know, highlights. If we got like. to, you know, we got to talk to uh, Coach Odom and Fatoni and who we know well, and then we got to meet Derek Dooley, which I think is a service to our fans. I mean, mm-hmm. I, he has not been up front and center, no, uh, since he's been hired. So it's really an opportunity for our fans to get introduced to him. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think that we've done a service as far as that's concerned. And always, Kansas news is, is mm-hmm. important to bring to people. Sure, uh, you know, summer is the season where we wait for some of our players to get arrested, usually. 
Sure. And uh, we've had pretty good luck with that over the uh, last couple of years. Hopefully it's a little quieter. The, certainly the off season has been quieter this year than it has been in years past mm-hmm. with new coaches and uh, recruiting drama. And maybe there will be some more of that. But, uh, you know, the season, the days tick by. And we want to bring you as much news as we can. But really the only thing going on right now is baseball and softball. Yeah. You know, we, we, I think this is the first, it's halfway through April. It's the first time we've had to show for you since early yeah. March. Yeah. When we did our live show. Colin, talk about our live show a little bit. What I would your- like to, but I was, um, as mm-hmm. it, fans may or may not have been able to tell, I was quite inebriated by you the time were. we got started. Yeah, I noticed. I, I remembered I, very little of that, uh, that, that show. You showed up at Game 6 Honky Tonk before I did, and you were several ahead of me whenever mm-hmm. I got there. Yep. As was Caleb, I noticed. Mm-hmm. Caleb tends to carry his better. Yeah, <laughs> he's an I've experienced man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a good time getting to meet some of the fans and getting out there and uh, being, uh, you know, the star of the show for people. A lot of people who didn't have any interest in listening to the show. Well, I, I'd like to again thank uh, Mizzou basketball for losing to me at least, making sure that ninety nine percent of the fans had gone home when by the time we got up there to do a Mizzou podcast. Yeah, we were really looking forward to Mizzou going deep in that tournament. They didn't go in deep into any tournament they no, played this year. They it turns sure out. No. Yeah, so uh, there will be some football. Or I guess there's basketball news already coming up. There's like a Mark Smith kid from Illinois who just announced that he's transferring. Both the Porter Illinois. brothers are taking off. Yeah, both of the Porter boys are going to the NBA. So there is news on that front, but it's been out for a while. Basketball, football recruiting, I guess, is the is the only hot topic. And it's not ever a hot topic. <laughs> no, it's not our favorite thing. We we like game time scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, Colin, we're going to try to piece together podcasts for our listeners to keep them going through this dead period. Sure. We'll, we'll figure something mm-hmm. out. And uh, talking to some of these guys within the program, I think, is a good way to do that. Sure. Because they know better than we do what's happening. And uh, we'll, we'll corner them. Sure. All right. Anything else to add before we uh, sign off again? Not really. All righty. It's been another black and gold game win for Mizzou, and uh, we were there to cover it, as we will for eternity. Mm-hmm. This is the Mazodcast. M-I-Z. G-O-U. I'm not a meth addict. <laughs> The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. 
a performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.